I got I got lost on my way to a, a lake around in these parts, and I just kept driving, and then all of a sudden I see this big aura around this house. And it's so weird because I'm like a, a, an important man who's lived here, and I knocked on the door and and his dog tried to bite me. What do you what do you teach these dogs, man? You teach them to hate. Yeah, so we here. <laughs> um, nah, man. I know. For way to start this show because yeah. this is, I want this to to show the world what this podcast could be. If it would be a better ambiance, probably. Yeah, yeah like uh, More expensive cameras. This is the potential that this show could be. As a matter of fact, please like and subscribe and leave a comment on how we can improve this show. Be part of what this show could mm. be. Now think about that. I want you guys to think about that, right? that chair that's an expensive chair right there that's fine it's not bothering me you <laughs> i want i want i want people to critique this show and and tell us what we should talk about and you're basically building the blocks to the greatest baseball related podcast because mm. you're you're gonna you're gonna see what you want to see in this right. in this show so uh manny how are you doing today i'm great i'm doing great uh covid 19 still here so that's a know, fact that is a fact that's still there's that small talk, you know. Yeah, that's why I decided to come out here because I've been working from home and I realized why not what not better time to let Manny have me as a guest and have you as a guest? Yeah, I'm your guest. I'm a guest in this in the this, house. In this here palace. Oh. In this this is it. This is my house. Just this little Just this little room here. Right here. And it's not even a little room, let me just say. It's, it's so awkward doing this live, man, I got to say. Yeah. It's really weird. Is it? We've been doing this for three years. About-ish. Yes. And very rarely do we do a live podcast, especially one in which it's just you and me in a room alone. Super. Usually your brother might be there. Yeah, and listening in. Or we're doing a fantasy podcast that has terrible sound. Yeah. Or we're on the Rick Gage podcast. That was a classic. Paper up. Shout out to all those peoples. Yep. Um, but our- never alone. Never alone, and here we go. Here's what I want to talk about. All right, today. let's talk. I'm gonna gear the. I'm gonna try to gear a lot of this podcast. All right. Um, Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. Now, this is important because people need to understand Bleacher Report will. Mike Trout could hit his 500 home run, yeah. career home run, and be the youngest player in history to reach the feat. And it'll be a great moment for us baseball fans. But Bleacher Report will have a top 10 sneakers yeah. to ever. Be worn in a finals right. game, you know, or, or why John Starks was the the greatest Nick of all time, or something. Yeah. So, if you go on Bleacher Report today on uh, June 29th, unbelievable, 2020, uh, there's an article and it's the front page, and it's baseball related. Baseball related. So I want to talk about it, and it's called. It may be the last dance for, for the, the Dodgers. List, for the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, I was looking for a title, and I realized they have a thumbnail sentence with it but yeah the thumbnail said something like this could be the last dance for the dodgers to win a world series and the first thing that popped in my mind was well i don't even know how i feel about a 60 game shortened season world series really i don't know how i feel about that why because like i think we all know that the the rigorous length of a baseball season is is it it impacts the result of of the playoffs. Okay. 
You know, like the 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 Twins kill it in the regular season, and then they can't get it done in the playoffs. How right. do we know the Twins just weren't on fire for 162 games? Yeah. You know, now the Twins. I mean, but then the, then I then I started thinking again. If the Dodgers do win the World Series, I kind of want to accept it, and here's why: because one, they got cheated out of a 2017 World Series. Truth. And I'm a Red Sox fan. I don't think the Red Sox did anything wrong. But if you want to make the case, okay. cheated out of a 2018 World Series, even though that's not proven. <clears throat> well, um, they got punished for it, but yeah. And they sure. only beat us. They only beat us in one game, I believe. So wasn't really that Game Seven really triumphant uh, series that they had with the Astros. Yeah. Where they were going back and forth in Game Seven, and you Darvish turned to shit, and I drafted him the next. We season. got the idea. The Red Sox won in 2018. <clears throat> it was fair and square. Yes. Yada yada yada. Um, and making excuses for the Red Sox. And yeah. We already we already had the Dodgers going to the World Series last uh last before the season started. Yeah. We had the Dodgers going to the World Series. We thought the Yankees would be in the World Series, honestly. So at least they were favored to be. Anything could happen in uh So I'm just bridging all these gaps and I think that I'd be okay with the Dodgers winning the World Series. Don't know if I'd be okay with yeah. Don't know if I'd be okay with the Yankees. <laughs> that's what you were gonna ask. Why not? Well, first of all, I want to hear how you feel about the article and beautifully written article. I didn't read it, <laughs> but it's a baseball article on the front page. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I agree. I think that this is one of the last opportunities for the Dodgers to finally go after that World Series. Um, Kershaw's not getting any younger. I think this is Justin Turner's last year. Maybe wow. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Mookie Betts is a free agent, so he may not be back next year. You're looking at they, – they tried trading Jock Peterson. Not that he's that big of an impact player. Alex Verdugo is not there anymore. So all they have really to look forward to in the future that we know for sure are Gavin Lux. Hope Well, he's not for sure yet. We need to see him play. But pretty much he's – I gonna, hear good things. Yeah. There's been good things be, been said. Walker Bueller and Cody Bellinger. Other than that, Corey Seager. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we don't know what the future holds for the Dodgers. But I feel like there was like a similar narrative when Matt Kemp was still on the team yeah. and Greinke was leaving and Chase Utley was like the man that... Baseball loved to hate. Yeah. But he was also at the end of, of his time at the Dodgers. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it was like a similar thing because they were also competing at the time. Yeah. Still didn't win the World Wasn't Series. that long ago. It really was not that long ago. Like and then three or four years ago. And they figured out how to just flip the switch. And, and now they've been, you know, favorites to go to the World Series, I think, three years in a row now. For they should. I mean, the Nats going to the World Series last year was an upset. Yeah. So they, they beat the. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was seven games, too. Right? Or no? Yeah. No. Well, it was the it was the ALNS. I mean, NLDS. I know. So that's a five games. That's a five. It was a five game. Oh, it was in the NLDS that they eliminated the Dodgers. Yeah. They eliminated the Dodgers. The NLDS Nationals take the wild card game. And then who went Who went to the CS? It was the Nats versus the... Who? The Cardinals. The Cardinals. That's no, wait. Right. The Braves. No, it was the Cards. Damn, man. Wow. We're baseball fans. And yet we don't know this. I'm going to say it's the Cardinals because I remember Yadier Molina finishing off the Braves in the NLDS. I, yeah. So I'm going to say it's the Cardinals. I think it's the Cards. So we're just going to go to our little fact-checking machine here. I don't know if you guys heard of it, but it's a computer. <laughs> it's called the uh, the computing device. Let's see here. What do we got? Let's see. 
we got Washington Nationals in two. Why am I doing Washington Nationals? I'm supposed to be doing Los Angeles Dodgers. No, wait, Washington Nationals. Here we go. The <laughs> wow, he did that much quicker than that. The Bra- the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Atlanta Braves in the three two, and the Nationals beat the Dodgers three to two. Um, and yes, we all know the rest of history. So. Yeah, so I, 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 we were talking about this before the show, and clearly I'm a Yankees fan. You got the Babe Ruth thing up there. I don't have my Yankees hat on right now, but <clears throat> um, the Dodgers, in my opinion, have a better team than the Yankees do. I think the Yankees have more youth. I think the Yankees have a more promising future in terms of the types of players we have and their age. But I think for this season, if I'm going toe to toe, I might go Bueller versus Cole. I think I have to give Cole the edge. I give Cole the edge. Um, Kershaw versus Paxton is our number two starter right now. It's Kershaw, I think. You know, I'll let you finish your thought, and then I'll have to go starter to starter. Um, and, and then you go around the field. You have first base. Is, is Bellinger a first baseman or an outfield? I think he's an outfielder, right? Bellinger is outfield and first base, but he would be an outfielder in this case, yeah. But I think position – Let's not forget the – universal dh too there's no yeah so but that just means that instead of instead of uh platooning uh jock peterson and uh somebody else yeah you can have jock peterson in your lineup yeah. for good in every lineup i got I, you know i gotta i'm gonna just answer your question before i think i would count the yankees world series as well because same reasons we expected them to go to the world series of course they not. technically got cheated out of going to a world series oh, yeah, with that same astros team and again, if you want to blame the Red Sox for doing what everybody oh, does boy. and using 2018 as an example, although I have to add that we we whooped the Yankees' ass that man, we whooped their ass at home at away away, whooped their ass like that Severino start. He shows up. We got it. Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I would count that Yankees World Series. Yes, I would. Uh, it doesn't matter what I think, though. And I got to say, I think the Yankees have a better top-to-bottom team than the Dodgers. You think so? Yes. Why don't we do this, man? You want to talk about this? Let's go Let's go baseball reference. I'll pull up the Dodgers. Okay. You pull up the Yankees. Here we go. We'll go position for position. Uh, 2020. Who has the best roster, Yankees and Dodgers, the two favorite teams to go to the World Series? New York Yankees. Yeah, okay. All right, now Hold let's on. go position for position. You know, I can't seem to find the uh, – what is that What is that the kids use these days? Baseball reference? Is Base, that? We call it baseball reference. Baseball reference? Yes, sir. Is that with two L's or – That would be two L's. <laughs> <laughs> and it, this is what I can't stand about baseball reference. It gives me the link of the Yankees history. Yeah, I know I could just scroll easily scroll down and go to 2020. You could. We could just Google depth chart like – Yankees depth chart. Here Dodgers we go. Dodgers depth chart. Okay, you got it. Yeah, I got it. So, first of all, I want to say, assuming that te- all teams are healthy, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's a sixty-game season, and there there isn't going to be too many rest days in between, I would okay. think. I gotta, th- I gotta go. Aaron Judge can't deny that healthy. He's he's quite the guy. You know, makes the ladies cry. Sure does. With uh, with his baseball stuff, <laughs> he's a good guy. Why don't, why don't we start with the rotation? Start it up. All right. 
Clayton Kershaw. Well, I, I think I would put Walker Bueller over Clayton Kershaw at this point in their career. I think Walker Bueller would get the first start against Garrett Cole. Okay, yes. so Garrett Cole versus Walker Bueller. I think it's close. It's not like for sure Garrett no, Cole. No, no, no. That's not, yeah. It's that's close. Yeah. But I w- it just for the simple fact that Cole put on a historic season last yeah. year, that's going to Cole for you gotta me. You got to give him the edge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, fine. Edge Cole. Uh, second starter, Clayton Kershaw. Versus James Paxton. James Paxton. I got to give it to Kershaw. But what if Tanaka is the second starter in the I still season? have to give it to Kershaw. Yeah? Yeah. Tanaka's postseason <clears throat> numbers are, are I know, but it's way still, better than it's, Kershaw's. It's Clayton Kershaw. You're right. You're right. You're right. This is like Pedro Martinez. And maybe. I can't believe I'm here defending the Yankees, but that's what I do for this podcast, man. Oh, okay. I, will, I will take my bias. You know what it is, guys? It. Don't be fooled. He, We're disagreeing right now, so he's going to take whatever side he needs to, the devil's side if he <laughs> needs to, <laughs> in order to defeat me. All right, David Price, starter number three versus Tanaka, probably. Well, just based off history with Price and the Yankees, even though he pitched good. You have to give the edge to the Yankees. I would give the edge to the Tanaka because technically he's a better postseason pitcher. But, but didn't Price slay that demon in 2018? Yeah, yeah. So maybe he got over the Yankee hump. But it's been like two years. Yeah, but you know, it's gonna be two years. Like right. I, I don't know, man. That's that's a that's a very that's a very uh, that's a wave of distance. All right. How about Julio Urias versus Severino? Severino's out. Tommy John. Oh. And think about that. Did you? Did you? Well, he's he's like a mood point. Mood point at moot. this moot moot point. Mm. You know, he's really. Is he a factor in the playoffs? No, because he's not going to play. He well, just, would he would he have been a factor? All right, next starter, <laughs> Alex Wood. Wait, hey, wait, Alex who's Wood. who's going off against? Uh, oh yeah, J. Hap maybe or Jordan Montgomery is going to have to be one of those guys. Edge, Dodgers. Yeah, um, Alex Wood versus Jordan Montgomery. Probably. Wait, excuse me, Julio Urias. Julio Urias, yeah. Edge anybody? They, Julio Urias is decent, man. He's isn't he out of the pen? They t- they put him out in the pen at the end of last season toward like the second half. Man, I remember doing our fantasy season. He was on my team, and I was happy to have him. You stashed team. him because he was the the, the phenom yeah. at 16 years old. And then he beat his wife. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. God, man, baseball has a serious issue on their hands. Domestic violence problem. They really yeah. better figure Uri- that shit made eight starts last year. He appeared in 37 games, and he posted a 2.49 ERA with a 1.079 WHIP. Mm-hmm. It's decent. I like I like Urias. Okay, he's Linus. a year older. He's gonna be twenty three. I, I say edge Dodgers. Alex yeah. Wood versus Jordan Montgomery. It's not like Alex Wood is some ace, but he's not bad either. He's like he's he's solid. He's he, solid. He, he'll get you'll get a quality start. Whereas Jordan Montgomery gave you one season, then he got Tommy John surgery. We're gonna be seeing him for the first time here. Yeah. So I would say edge Alex Wood. So starting rotation. Well, this is the World Series we're talking about. Yeah. Or are we just talking about team top? So if it's starting rotation, it's the first three pitchers then essentially. So yeah. we're saying Walker versus Cole, Kershaw versus uh, Tanaka or, or Paxton. Tanaka or Paxton. And David Price versus Tanaka or Paxton. I say edge Dodgers. The only thing the Yankees have is like that is a for sure thing is and nothing is a for sure thing. Or that the wait no the Yankees don't have a short thing the Dodgers have a short thing, Cole, no, because he's going up against Walker Bueller. Oh, 
Clayton Kershaw is probably the most for short thing. Yeah, but that's the debate about, you know, first of all, I got to see how Paxton does. Paxton did pitch pretty well. At the yeah, the last ten starts last year, and in the postseason he did pretty good too. Yeah, and but he just had back surgery. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're so right. I you're mean, right. all right, you know, you want to take the short thing? Go ahead. I'm going edge Dodgers. Let's go rotation. lineup. Let's go wait real quick. Closer Kenley Jansen versus Araldis Chapman. Toss up. Kenley Jensen. Kenley Jensen had that has was good. Like he was locked down like two years ago and has not been yeah. that since. Yeah. Um, to, and I am almost eighty percent sure that Araldis Chapman's on drugs somehow. That guy's a the drug. sweats like it's insane. The, the have you seen his workouts? Yeah, and the shape that guy's in, it's nuts. Yeah, well, that's why I think it's a toss up. I not mean, to look m- at the butt on that. Not to mention the he must work out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention his the Jose Altuve home run. Although, <sighs> although conspiracy theory behind that there he knew it was coming no, but camisa, that, no, i don't think camisa. that i don't think that matters to the psyche of a pitcher who gives up the home run that sends the other team to the world yeah, series yeah. so we don't know but i don't know about the whole bullpen it's going to be hard to go back and forth bullpen but if you had to just look at the bullpen as a whole, as a whole yankees dodgers the yankees probably have a better okay bullpen. so let's just say bullpen yankees let's just the closer right. closer situation toss up catcher will smith versus gary sanchez Will Smith is nice. Will Smith is nice. But Gary Sanchez is the best hitting catcher. All of a sudden, he likes Gary Sanchez. I just don't think he should be playing catcher, but... So, I'm going to go Gary Sanchez. You're going to go Gary. Will Smith is a right-handed hitter, throws lefty, weirdo. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you I'm looking at Will Smith, the pitcher here, guys. I got to look at Will Smith, the actor. So I think you're also thinking Will Smith the pitcher because Will Smith the hitter is not good. Um, only played in 56 games last year and hit 253 with a 907 OPS. He's decent. He's good. 907 is nice. It's pretty good. But I don't nice. know enough about him. I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Gary, to Gary Sanchez. That's quite all right. All right, first base. First base, we got Max Muncy versus Luke Voigt. Give the edge to Muntz. Muntz. Muntz, he had a decent season Put last year. Put some Muntz on that hot dog. And <laughs> He's getting better year in and year out. So, so far, I would say edge edge Dodgers so okay. far. Uh, Max Muntz, real quick, just want to give you some numbers. Last year, 889 OPS. The year before, he had a 973 OPS. But I had him in fantasy last year, and he was pretty, pretty decent. <laughs> All right, second baseman, Gavin Lux versus our second. DJ LeMayhew. DJ LeMayhew is probably going to get the edge because we know what he's going to give you. Gavin Lux, we have no idea. For all we know, Gavin Lux could be a bust. Yeah, so I would give the edge to DJ LeMayhew. (laughs) (laughs) He's a DJ. (laughs) Yeah, third base, Justin Turner versus. Gio Urshela. 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 He's a. Stella fella. Is yeah. that what he says? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't um, listen to that. <laughs> Justin Turner. Justin Turner gets the edge, I think. Yeah. We got shortstop. We got Corey Sager versus Glaber Torres. Glaber. And I want to just point something out here. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'll wait until the end when we reach our conclusion. Is but, it about Glaber Torres? Yes. And also, we're not keeping track of all this. <laughs> no, we're not. So we're just spouting words but, out here. and we're. But I feel, make... like, I feel like Justin Turner got the edge. 
Okay. Taylor Mayhew got the edge. Max Muncy got the edge. So so far, more Dodgers players have gotten the edge over Yankees players. So wait, so, really? Yeah. Man. Are we sure that we're looking at this right? DJ Lemayhew, Gary Sanchez. Pitchers, starting pitchers, we gave it to the Dodgers. Bullpen, we gave it to the Yankees. Okay. First. <laughs> <laughs> First base, <laughs> first base we give to the Dodgers. Okay. Second base we give to the Yankees. Okay. All right. Can I? We just count these one, two. <laughs> Why don't you count the Dodgers? Okay. And I'll count the Yankees. So starting pitchers for Dodgers. Okay. First baseman Dodgers. Bullpen. Oh. Uh, yeah. Starting pitcher Dodgers. Bullpen Yankees. First base Dodgers. Second base Yankees. Second base Glaber Torres. Third base third Yankees. Base, third, base third base Dodgers. Dodgers. Shortstop. No way. I said DJ LeMayhew, then Glaber Torres. So you, three for three. So you think Glaber over Corey Seager? Yeah. Okay, fine. And I and I have something to say about that too later. You're gonna think I'm the biggest uh hypocrite, but So we're just gonna keep our fingers up, okay. Yeah. Um left field, AJ Pollock. Or let me see, Jock Peterson can go back and forth. It's probably gonna be AJ Pollock. So AJ Pollock versus Giancarlo, Jose Quo and Parlo. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Giancarlo over okay, so at Yankees. Wait, who was the player? I, I was just re- agreeing with you that we are talking about Giancarlo. AJ Pollock. Versus Giancarlo. I would think John, I'd give Giancarlo the edge, but Jose Quo Tarlo. So let's – here we go. Okay, we'll give it Giancarlo. We'll give yeah, it Giancarlo. That's, that's a toss-up, actually. You want to just toss it up and just not even – Toss it up? Okay, three, two, and that's how And that's that's kind of disrespectful to Giancarlo. But it's also disrespectful to A.J. Pollock. I mean – He's decent. A.J. Pollock. Yeah. Call him A.J. Pollock. No, let's not, let's not say that. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Center field, we have Cody Bellinger versus Aaron? Brett Gardner. Center field? Center field is Brett Wait, Gardner. Wait, isn't Cody Bellinger uh, – Oh, Aaron Hicks is coming back. Yeah, it, but isn't Cody Bellinger a right fielder? No, Mookie's going to be right. Oh my God! I forgot about the Mookie. You done forgot about the Moco bets? Wow! Yeah, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger over Aaron Hicks and Brett Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Mookie Betts and Judge. Put up a finger, man. Pew pew. Oh no, I'm the Dodgers. <laughs> I put up a finger. Right field, Mookie Betts, Aaron Judge. I gotta say Mookie, man. So. I gotta say Mookie too, man. Wow. My argument was gonna be, and. This is the only guy I can't find, so I'm going to have to control F this shit. And DH is probably going to be Jock Peterson versus Brett Gardner. Who do you take? I might take Brett. Off the bench? Oh, uh, DH? DH. Actually, I think... Uh, well, that's the thing. We don't know who's going to get added, but based on right now, Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner was 5-4 Dodgers, essentially. So, edge Dodgers. Damn, I'm good. The argument that I was going to make before was... First acknowledged, the Dodgers have the edge. All right. <laughs> I'm not even upset about All that. All right, what? I, All thought, right, what? I thought the Yankees were like the, oh, the Dodgers have the edge. Say, so you're right, Manny. You're right, Manny. The Dodgers have the edge. And if the Yankees win the World Series over the Dodgers. And that's it, how you get a Yankee fan to. It will be an upset. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that's how you get a Yankee fan to debate against the Yankees. Yeah. You're, I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding. I, re- I really was. But the only reason I was going to give the edge to the Yankees right. was for the X Factor player who I believe is. Judge? It's Glaber Torres, man. The guy hit 38 home runs last year. And like more than half of those were against the Orioles. And we're going to face that. just divisional opponents, so we're going to see the Orioles 10 times this year. It's just weird. he's Which is great for him. 
and he's gonna be he's twenty he was twenty two last year so twenty three yeah. like the, like I think he's and he hit well in the playoffs I think too he was decent yeah so I I was the whole time I was like Trump card Gleyber Torres like but then Mookie man I forgot about I completely forgot Mookie Betts to and that's not, that's not taking anything away from Aaron Judge but no Mookie, no I get you got to give Mookie the advantage he's more he's yeah Mookie Betts is. Mike yeah. Trout at Jace, as they say. That is true. That is true. So, so I guess there you have it, folks. The Dodgers have the best roster, top to bottom. Wait one second. What'd you do here? Did you just make me go against my team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I really was gonna make the case that the Yankees had a bet, and mostly it was bullpen too. Like I was, and, gonna... and I think that that all changes next year. Like I said, next year, um, the Yankees will be. In better position, I think so. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Because Judge Glaber Hicks Hicks they, is there for like another six years. They won't. <laughs> thanks. That they, could be a mistake. <laughs> they won't have. They won't have Tanaka, but Severino will be back from Tommy John. Hopefully, he's healthy. You gotta let go of Severino, man. I can't let go of Severino. Like, I, I want. Was a beast. I, it's funny because I want a Severino to be good, but I. I. He has the talent, man. But you, what about the start where he shows up ten minutes before the? That shit pisses me off. But man. what? But like, I can't. I can't believe we're talking about this. Like, I didn't know we'd be talking about this. Is this the next time? Is this the next topic we're talking about? Luis Severino? Can you just indulge me for like... Fine. What is that about? Showing up 10 minutes before game time? Yeah. I don't know, Was it? Was it... I just... I think I... Honestly, 10 minutes off the top of my head. It was a postseason start. It could have been 30 minutes. It could have been an hour. But the point is, you should have been there. You should have been there since like 4 o'clock. Right. The earliest. The latest. I don't know, man. So... Is there like could there possibly be a mental issue with Severino in terms of the spotlight? Maybe. I mean, you saw him having you know little verbal back and forth with Gary Sanchez. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and we kind of blame Sanchez because he was missing the balls. And also, you never blame the pitcher. Like it's yeah, honestly. But and I'm not trying to make excuses for Gary, but we saw last year that he improved that tremendously. So I wonder how many pass balls came when Severino was pitching. And how much of that had to do with miscommunication with the catcher? Maybe Gary Sanchez wasn't that bad blocking balls. Maybe it was just enhanced because I think I remember multiple starts where that happened with Severino. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just one. I was honestly, when Severino was in the running that season where he had that. I think it was 2017. I think it was. Where he was he was pitching well. and was he, it 2017? 2018 maybe. And I remember when he first, first got time. called up, the hype around him and he. Couldn't, he couldn't really pitch yeah, sent to right. the bullpen some doubt and it, it I was proud to see him do good because who are the Dominican who what is the future of Dominican pitching and right now to be honestly to be honestly to be honest in terms of Dominican pitchers that first half was probably the best performance by a Dominican pitcher since Pedro yeah yeah so I'm thinking like who is the future and I can I'm I can't think of I'm one. being oblivious here maybe there's probably someone who is well known right in our face I can't think I have one. a I have a cousin out there you know who you are you'd correct me right now Yeah Michael Peña was a, was supposed to be for a while Yeah so um, it's but. almost like let's say it was him and I kind of already lost it cuz like I just don't see it anymore but I hope he proves me wrong I want to see man I'll give him next year this is his last chance with me If he proves me wrong I'll sit here and say so you give him one more year one more year just because of the injuries, I can't hold injuries against him. I want to see what his performance is. He could come back with Tommy John and be better than he was before. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. We'll see. I still, I still can't shake that whole postseason thing. And then the fact that it led to a horrible start, and yeah. that was your second horrible start since that Twins game. 
the year he, before. He did show something in one game. I can't remember if it was this last postseason or the postseason before that where he was shaky to start, but he found himself. I think that was he, the Twins last year. Yeah, and he took us into like the fifth or sixth inning. Like yeah. he did a decent job. He mm-hmm. did he did the job. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. I think it's an experience. It's a, an important experience for a pitcher to have. Like in 2017, he pitched in, in that wild card game against the Twins. And he surrendered three runs in the first inning, and he was rescued by Didi Gregorius, essentially. If it wasn't for that, maybe he would have melted. You know what I mean? But seeing that three-run home run by Didi, that big home run, we were there for that. That was yeah. amazing Yeah, for me, at least. No, it was, it was, it's something to be in that presence. I'll it gave him new life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But other than, you know, aside from that start last season, I can't think of relying on him as a starter in the postseason, like feeling confident. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's important that he has that experience moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like he collected himself. He he kept us in the game last year. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, man. I want to talk about something. Else. All right. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk with about this, you and me. With his mandated season. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. You want to talk me. about the bad things? You want me to get started? You want to open go. that door? Let's go. This season is going to suck, man. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. So did we talk about this already? A runner starting in second base? We did talk about this already. Did we? I think so. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. But I want to talk about <laughs> the fact that what was it that we found out about their, the season being mandated now that there's no, I guess, players aren't insured if they well, the, need to the, leave or The players reason. lost... Well, they in the end they didn't lose that much because MLB still ended up imposing the universal DH um, and things of that nature. Uh, I th- from hearing today's news that Ryan Zimmerman opted out, Joe Ross, and Mike Leak. I'm guessing that they have the option to opt out and still get paid. Mm-hmm. But these um, are these are just like the first couple of players. This yeah. is gonna this is probably gonna keep going. This is gonna keep going. Actually, not get paid. They're not gonna get paid, but they're getting their op their advances. They still get that advance that they agreed on in March. Um, but initially they had agreed on them being paid if they opted out, like if they didn't feel safe playing. So they lose that, right? Mm-hmm. That's money that they lost. They lost the, uh, the compensation, draft pick compensation. They lose the playoff pool. Mm-hmm. Um, they fucked themselves over in, in declining that deal. So... <clears throat> And we think more more and more players are going to opt out. I think so. I think that's only natural. Especially knowing that they got an advance. So so some of these guys got, if Mike Leak makes $15,000 a year, he got an advance of like 200 and something thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. That should be enough to hold somebody up. Uh, yeah. So, and Ryan Zimmerman released a statement saying, I'm not retiring because a lot of people are suspecting that he's retiring. Even me, because he's 35 years old. He signed a one-year deal. He's been with the Nats for 15 years. He won his championship. He's not that good anymore. Yeah. Um, but he said no. It's because he has a new he has a newborn baby. He lives with his mother or mother in law who's at risk. So he doesn't want to put that person at risk. So I think you're gonna see a lot of that, especially because they got their advance, they got some money to hold themselves over. And a team like the D-backs for Mike Leak, they're probably not gonna go to the postseason this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can in a 60 game season, but I think their odds are that they're 20th. And the Nats are – they lost Anthony Rendon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, things are definitely going to look different. I'm more – I'm wondering now about certain milestones. Mm-hmm. You know I'm, you know where I'm going with this, man. Mm. 
the man we all love. I got this, man. This guy. Bud Seeley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No? No. Oh. This guy uh, is very special to to our community. Right here, man. It's Mr. Albert Pujols out yeah. there. Yeah, el, el senior citizen. We You asked the question before we the started. The machine. Re- yeah, man. You asked the question before we started recording. Can this be what stops him from getting to? It might. Number 700. Yeah, he's currently at 656. You have 60 games this year, and we don't know what what it's going to be next year. So he needs 44 home runs. Can he hit 44 home runs in potentially 160, 222 games? You would say yes. He should be able to do that. But it's going to be tough, man. He's going to have to hit like 10, 15 home runs this year. And, and if they go- play a full season next year, he's going to have to hit like 30, yeah. 29, 30 home runs. He hasn't hit 30 since 2016. And that's in a full season. And that was a full season. He played 152 games, man. For Albert Pujols, a guy that's dealt with injuries, to play 152 games. If he comes out this season and plays 55 games, I think that says a lot about today's baseball players. Yeah. I mean, this guy's like, he's been through his fair share of, of Knee injuries or whatever the hell that guy's going through. I actually don't know all his injuries history. We but we like to call it age. Is that what it is? He's thirty nine years old, but he looked like he was thirty nine when he was a rookie. So that's true. I'm not saying that he is, but something tells me my man. Is it realistic that? Okay, first in his of all, fifties. First of all, is one hundred and sixty two games is brutal. Yeah, I think even just the thought of that can send a player into that aching spiral, right? Yeah. Especially if your team is not competitive. But if you knew that there were 60 games, do you think that anyone is entering the season like, I'm not taking a day off? Mm-hmm. Don't even ask me. It's 60 games. I would games. hope so. I would I, hope like, so. I feel like I can I can almost picture Bryce Harper playing every game, barring injury. I don't see why not. He's he's going to play every game. I can, can I, Do I see Garrett Cole skipping a start to preserve... I don't know. I think I they not. I think they can manage that just by limiting him to five innings, six innings. He ramping. I think like Mike Trout, they both have babies due like in July. Wait, sometime is it July? Well, the season starts July. Mike Trout's another one. I expect Mike Trout July twenty end of July end of July. So <clears throat> they might miss some time. Man, and I don't know what the protocol is. If you leave, well, there's no bubble, so. I don't know. Why would a starter, unless if the baby's born on the day of his start or something? Yeah, he may not miss any time. Well, if let's say that wasn't happening, I wouldn't expect people to like Trout to miss a game if his baby's born. Oh yeah, yeah but I'm saying let's say that wasn't. A and f- I think a they fact. get like five days of paternal leave. Five days in a sixty-game season is a lot of games. You know, this brings me back to something that we spoke. <laughs> I was trying to hook you into it. Let's to go. that Zach Wheeler thing. Yeah, let's go. No, I, I I thought about something. It was whatever I said that day. I don't go back to listen to these episodes. I can't stand my voice, <laughs> by the way. So whatever I said that day, whatever it was. Can you say what it was? It was something about along the lines of I didn't agree with Zach Wheeler being okay with being quarantined for a month because he wanted to see the ch- birth of his child. This is I'm when like, the, the, bubble, getting, the bubble city idea was being This is even before I knew that the season wouldn't even be yeah. 60 games. I thought the season would eventually, like, fall into place and we would have our, our baseball our lovely baseball and, in my, and my theory was you're getting paid 25 million dollars um you know that you you visit 
you do you go that that route you might have to quarantine yourself for a month mm-hmm. all right whatever that was my take on it i still agree with myself i just i'm pretty sure i talked out of my ass that day and ah. i want to just ask you this question do Let's you hear. do you think there are baseball players who view professional baseball player do you think there are baseball players who view professional baseball as just a job this I would is just hope the paycheck. I would hope not, man. But it's a, it's a good it's a good job though. It's a heck of a job. If you're good at it, it's a heck of a job, right? Yeah. Like, there's players who are there for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. If I had to, if I had to guess, who are these players? Guys like Adrian Beltre come to mind. Yeah. Right. Current players, anyone come to mind that are passionate about the game? Passionate about the game. Joey Votto. Juan Soto. Juan Soto makes me think he's passionate about baseball. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Judge. And if I knew that this was my profession, like this is my this is what I get paid to do. Yeah. And I'm an entertainer. I think I would have a hard time passing up a baseball game, especially in a shortened season, for the birth of my child. <laughs> <laughs> like and I'm not saying I I wouldn't uh. I'm not saying I wouldn't I w- I'm not saying I'd completely ignore. I would at least figure out a way to have the birth happen work at the city that I'm currently in somehow. Like I got the money. So you can't control these things. I can't control it. You can't control it. <laughs> the baby comes when it wants to come. The man. baby comes when it wants to come. But do you think it's possible to have a wife traveling with you? Oh, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, I, th- I think you're not allowed to travel. Okay. During your pregnancy. All right. So, yeah. I'm telling you, it's something I, I I'm I'm, more, I'm thinking about it. I think I think in a shortened sixty game season, I would I would feel okay if Garrett Cole's wife or let's let's use Mike Trout because he's an everyday player. Mike Trout's wife goes into labor at the end of July, and he says, "I'm gonna miss one game to be there for the birth of my child." One game. Yeah. Yeah. Barring complications, who knows? Like the uh, labor, you can be in labor for twenty four more than twenty four hours. Yeah. You could be in labor for days. Um, I'm cool with that. But if he, let's say he, the baby's born on a Monday and he's still gone by Friday, like in a shortened season, I, I don't want to say it's inexcusable, but it, it's borderline. And, and and here's the thing, too, about that Zach Wheeler point that I made whenever that episode was. Is that, Can you repeat that point one more time, please? No, just kidding. I'm going to re, I'm going to just double down on, on it. <laughs> the fact that there's this pandemic out there, and I know it goes both ways because the pandemic is here. Like your, your wife and, and child are vulnerable to that same virus that we're trying to fight but just the fact that it can turn into like you're quarantining yourself at the time we thought a month right yeah and i would just have a hard time passing up a month of baseball knowing that that's my profession and i'm getting i think it was two weeks like if you leave you have to quarantine for two weeks two weeks shortened season though that's like what a a fifth of the season yep 15 essentially 15 games a fourth of the season a quarter of the season so you know what i'm i'm like 51 percent I'd I have think, a hard yeah. time passing that up. Forty nine percent. Yeah, I should, probably, I, also, I should probably be there for the. I also that. think it depends on the team. Like the Dodgers improved their team this year. They got Anthony Rendon. Didn't they sign somebody else recently? The the, the Angels. I mean, the Angels. Did they get a pitcher? I believe so. Fuck. Wow. I know Corey Kluber went to the Rangers. Hey man, don't worry. I that. just said that like Alex Rodriguez, the Rangers. <laughs> um. So essentially, what I'm trying to say is that the Angels are are improved this year. Mm-hmm. So the, the, I I would have to believe that they believe that they're in the race. Yeah. So 
in that instance, that would bother me. If if Mike Trout played for the Kansas City Royals, who aren't going anywhere this year, that's a good point. And decided to take five days off to be there for the birth of his child, I wouldn't give a shit. And in this case, Zach Wheeler, the the Phillies are as much of a contender as, yeah. as they're they're a contender. Yeah, they got Bryce Harper. They added Zach Wheeler, paying him twenty five million dollars a year. Yeah, they didn't add him to to sprinkle in that long sixth rotation starter. Yeah, not, that guy was supposed to be right. number two, number three in the in the rotation. It's not like me as a teacher not making that much money, taking a few days off to be there for the birth of my child. This is somebody who's paid a lot of money to perform one task, one job to pitch. Yep, and you know. Chances are that baby's probably not going to be born on the day that you're scheduled to start. Yep. So you could probably take care of your business in between starts. Now, if it does happen and you miss one start, fine. That's understandable. But multiple, you get into shaky grounds, in my opinion. Yeah. So we were what I what I originally was going to ask. And this is about pool holes, man. This is about Albert Pujols. Assuming that Albert Pujols comes into the season like. Balls to the wall. I'm gonna give it my all for 60 games. Realistically, how many home runs do you think we'll see from? I him? think if he's trying to hit home runs, um, he could probably hit in the five to ten range. Five to ten home runs. Yeah, is 15 a stretch? Yeah, because if you think about it, in exactly 60 games, the record for most home runs is 13 by Tony Clark. And exactly, exactly, someone who played exactly 60 games in a season. Yeah. At the same time, though, Barry Bonds hit 35, I think, in 60 games in his first 60 games in 2001, mm-hmm. and Mark McGuire hit 31 in his first 60 games in 1998. So somebody could hit 30 home runs. I just – those two guys were on steroids. <laughs> Albert Pujols is uh, a much diminished player, and he struggles to hit 30 in a regular season. So break that in thirds, 10 I would say would be the max that he could hit. Although I would love to see what his game logs look like. Do most of his home runs come at the beginning of the season or at the end? You know so I mean? last year he hit 13 home runs in the first half, 10 home runs in the second half. So 13, 13 four home runs, 13 in the first half. Yeah, that's so through 81 games or how many games? They have it broken out here by 71 because he didn't play 80. He didn't play the 160. Okay, so games. 71, 13. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with my 10 number, 10 max. Well, see, but this is the thing. I, there's something about 60 games. I feel like every player is looking at this like, They're gonna I'm going to go to sleep early. And it's, so this is the thing. Late, so I'm going back and forth with this season, man. Initially, I said no season. Just fucking negotiate the CBA and get this over with. Yeah. Then the announcement came. I got a little excited. Then I started thinking there's no way the season's going to get completed because of the pandemic. And now I'm thinking I hope the season gets completed because literally from opening day until the World Series – Every game basically matters. Mm-hmm. There's no downtime here. Like you have to, like you cannot risk a five game, five, seven, ten game losing streak. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So every game is going to matter to these guys. Pretty much. And the Angels, you said, are contending. Yeah, they want to contend. Right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that ten number, but I I wouldn't be shocked if he went higher. I wouldn't be shocked if he went lower. Would you be shocked with fifteen? Yeah. Like you'll be. Holy shit! This guy. Hell yeah! Would have had a. You would have fifteen hit. home runs or sixty games. You're on pace to hit forty five home runs. Yeah. When's the last time he did that? You make a good point, that I can't argue. I mean, what can I say? You know what I mean? So if he hits ten, that means 
that next year in a full season, he's going to have to hit at least 34 just to reach 700 home runs. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say he's not going to make it, man. He's not going to do it. You're, you're saying he's not getting to 700. He's I'm not gonna, getting to 700. I'm going to say... Unless if he comes back for that for another season just to do it. I'm going to say 700 is going to be tough. But, I mean, and look I'm at him now. He's he's 40. How old is he? 40? 39. Oh, he's he looks, 40. He's 40. Yeah. He looks beat. He looks like he's 50. Can't even run anymore. Yeah. So I can't imagine in three years what he's going to look like. Unless if baseball imposes a, you know, like in softball, like you can sub a runner. Yeah. <laughs> they should bring that in. Nah. Nah? Nah. Yeah, what am I talking about? Wow. So let's, really? Let's wrap. Did let's, you just say that? I'm just... Thinking outside the box, man. Wow. Hey. You got offended when I'm talking about clocks and... Clocks? Oh, like a pitching clock? Yeah. We had a conversation recently. You yeah, didn't yeah, like yeah. that I was... You were talking about not having home run trots. No home run trots. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even... I wouldn't even think of such a thing. Just you hit a home run, bah, that's the it. Trot is part, the, trot, the trot is like a fourth of a home run. <laughs> First of all, you have to touch home play for it to count. Like, okay, but just the umpire just says, "All right." You're saying like on. just do away with that rule? Nah, man. I need to, I need to, I need to see the trot. You hit a home run and you're just running around for no reason. It's just I want there to be the opportunity that we trots could be the next. Imagine, like, imagine that after you hit a three point shot, the league required you to run around the court, just do a lap around the court in order for it to count. Like <laughs> three. And he's just running around the court. Like <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I like I like that the trot. It just it's like you're, you're just like in the moment. You're basking in the home run glory. Once, I'm not you, once you hit once you hit a three once you hit a three and the moment is over. You're back on defense. I, I'm not, you hit that home run. You, <laughs> you can you can milk that cow all the way. I'm not saying that I don't like the home run trot. I I think the home run home run trot is one of the most exciting things. That's how you get your walk off celebrations and all that stuff. What I'm saying is cut ta- cut. It's down. not really necessary. It's almost like they just cut out they cut out the the intentional walk. Like why make the pitcher throw four pitches outside of the strike zone? You know what I mean? Just give them. The, the manager just calls out four. Welcome. You don't have to wait for four pitches anymore. It's the same thing. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't have that Tony Pena play where he stands up. And he I wouldn't say back. it's the same thing. It's essentially the same thing. You're nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody sees the catcher go like this, or if anybody gets my hand <laughs> like this, and immediately feel the excitement <laughs> of what a home run yeah, brings. He's essentially walking him. I don't <laughs> know. Again, I like it. I'm just saying. No, no. I know you like. I know what you're trying to say. I think there was another rule that you suggested that I home run derby. A home run derby. Yeah, no, that that's that's a good that's a good idea. Instead of a runner in second base, you want to shorten the game. Yeah, a home run derby. Yeah, each each team pick one hitter. They get ten outs. Whoever hits the most home runs wins. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to 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 navigate a podcast. I want to see. I want to see Robinson Cano real quick. Is he coming up on any milestones? I feel like he is. Yeah, probably. Maybe 3,000 hits or something like that. Let's check it out. 2570. So he's 400 away, 430 away. And how many years on his deal? 2023 is his last, so he has four seasons. Yeah, he's going to hit 3,000 hits for sure. I would have thought he would have ended up with a higher career home run total when he was on the Yankees. 
He didn't hit many home happen. runs with the Yankees. He he. 29, 28, 33, 27. I consider I mean at the time before the before the juice baseballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so I wanna I wanna kinda ask these questions before more and more players start to dip out of the twenty twenty season. But yeah. like let's talk about some predictions. I wanna this is the last thing I want to talk about today. I'm all tuckered out from okay. this back and forth debate. Uh what are we look what are we thinking? Who's who will be leading home runs? In home runs by the end of the season, and what is that over and under? I think if healthy, it's going to be Aaron Judge or, Gian- or Giancarlo Stanton, one or the other. And so far, we don't know if they're coming back for the start of the season. As far as the last thing I read, Aaron Judge is excited to be back, but it sounds like all he's been doing is working out. Like he hasn't been swinging a bat or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you would hope that he'd be ready, because I mean, for Christ's sake, how long are you going to be hurt for? But and and as far as Giancarlo goes, I haven't heard anything, man. But can you imagine last year when you had Cody Bellinger and and Christian Yelich on pace for sixty, like in the beginning of the season? I I think that I think that Aaron Judge and John Carlo healthy, they probably could have hit fifty home runs each. I'm feeling Harper with a juice ball. I'm feeling Harper. Yeah, balls are definitely juice. By the way, guys, for sure. We have an episode on that. Hopefully, we can link it in this video somewhere. Yeah, because the balls are juiced and it's a serious issue. And I'm okay with it, man. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm okay. I just don't want to be lied to. Like, admit the balls That's are it. juiced. Don't lie. To admit, me. The, admit that you and, changed and, the balls and don't flip flop. Like, yeah. Like if you juice the balls, leave them alone. Stop yeah. going back and forth because I'm not. I don't want to have a season where Cody Bellinger hits 50 home runs. I, don't, I can't remember how many home runs he hit last year. But let's say he hit 50 home runs, and then next year he's hitting 26 or 27. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah, and like then I, we have to over here juggle the facts and, you know, yeah. speculate and shit. I'm feeling something special from Bryce Harper this year. I feel like the guy's going to hit 20 home runs. Yeah. He could. He's he's a big he's a he hits he's a good hitter in big games and yeah. every game's a big game this year, so maybe uh, 20. You think 20? I'm I could I could see that. How do you see 25? I don't know if I could see that. When you start approaching that 30 territory, you're talking steroids because of but you don't think Bonds and Clemens. That's too much, man. You're on pace for like 90 home runs in a season if you're hitting 30 home runs in 60 games. So 25 is not in the realm of... I'm I'm, go- I'm going 20. You think Bryce Harper is going to lead the league in home runs with 20? That's what you're saying. You here today <laughs> are predicting 20 home runs in 60 games out of Bryce Harper. That's I want to say 25. Okay. So let's extrapolate what 25 would be across 162. 120 would be 50. Right. 40 more games. Uh, divided by thirds. I'm not doing that. Multiply by two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we said we said 20, 20 in 60 games, 40 in 120 games. Uh, that would be 55 in 162 games, I think. What I'm going to do is I'm going to divide 25 by 60. We're doing math here, guys. Divide by 100. 67. 67. 67.5. Yeah, you're right. 25. But I, I don't know why. Someone, someone's going to hit 25 next this this season, though. Doesn't it but seem again, But like... then again, Sammy Sosa, for example, never started off well in, in April, March, April, May because he doesn't like cold weather. He said that in the documentary, and mm-hmm. I looked it up. He's, he's right. If you look up his baseball reference splits, he doesn't do well in those in those months. And then he goes on a tear. So someone like Sammy Sosa is starting off in hot weather, July. Mm-hmm. He could do it. Yeah. He hit 20 home runs in one month. Yeah. 
So I think, yeah. So what's another player that hits well in warm months? I think this is going to have to take a shitload of research, basically. Yeah. You have guys like, uh, who's a Yankee player that starts off slow always? Um, it was Mark Teixeira when he was here. April, he always sucked. But then May, June, he started turning it on. So, I mean, it could be that, too. Yeah, I guess the the, the question is, do, is it possible that we can see a 25 se- home run season next year? I don't year? think so. I'm going to say I think it's someone's going to do it. Mm. And I think that person's going to be Bryce Harper. Okay. Now... Can we see in a pitcher going defeated? Jacob that, DeGrom. That I could see happening, yeah. 12 starts, like a 6-0 and record. I don't think it's going to be DeGrom, though. No? No. Okay. What's DeGrom's record in his in his two Cy Young seasons combined? I bet it's closer to 500 than it isn't. Yeah, I think you're right. It's the Mets, man. I don't have faith in the Mets. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But it's a short season, you know? They, I don't know. This I, could be the... I could see. See, that would piss me off if the Mets win the World Series this year, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I got. I, I said I would stop saying this about the Mets, but fuck the Mets, man. It's honestly, I, I don't want to see that. You wanna? You want me to shut a TV off? Put the Mets in the World Series. Jacob Degrom is that. 21 and 17 in the last two seasons. Wow. He was 10 and 9 in 2018. Kill the win. So then who? And 11 and 8 in 2019. Kill Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. This is paint. Maybe. Yep. Walker Bueller. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Verlander. I was gonna ask the same question similar to hits, but I don't know what would be considered most like, hits. I don't know what would be considered like an insane amount of hits. Like it has to be more than sixty, right? Mm, yeah, because you have players that hit two hundred hits in yeah. one hundred sixty-two games. So. Maybe seventy-five hits. I don't even know if that's like impressive. It's like oh, like yeah, you just have to get a multi-hit game like one hundred hits would be impressive in sixty games. That would be impressive. <laughs> we better like six hundred. You would have to get. <laughs> you would have to hit. Hold on. Oh man. Let's see. A hundred hits in sixty games. That's uh, one hit and a half a game. That's possible. That's possible. What would, what would the batting average be like? Divided by four at bats. That's a three. What is that? Three. Four hundred. Four hundred. Four hundred and sixteen. Four. Four sixteen. I don't even know if I just did that math right. It feels right. <laughs> it feels like if you get 100 hits in 60 games, you're hitting All right. right. There, there's a good question. Will somebody break Ted Williams' record? And would it be considered breaking a record? I've, I've asked you this before, but now we know the numbers, 60 games. And you said... If it reaches the minimum. The minimum, yeah. Yeah. It would It would, It would. would. I don't be, think it would reach the minimum, though. Okay, then, then no. But that's the minimum by the standards that Ted Williams was judged by. So if that somehow changes down the road and it turns out someone did hit that mark, yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that it's more impressive. Ted Williams did it for the span of a season. Ted Williams did it in 143 games, uh, 606 plate appearances. How about just the question, will somebody hit 400? Do you think someone can hit 400? I think that's possible. Yeah? Yeah. I don't see that happening. I mean, Cody Bellinger last year threw 60. I wonder what his batting average was. was. I remember writing a piece about him possibly hitting 400 so it had to have been at least through a month that he was hitting 400 last year's leader in batting average was uh tim anderson 335 okay cody bellinger through 60 games last year hit 365 wow and he was hitting 400 404 in game 47 of the season hmm 
That was the last time he had, he had four, a 400 batting average or better. So, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. The strikeout, people strike out too much now. So, maybe that that's not going to happen. I'm going to say that I don't see 400 happening. I see 25 home runs happening. I see an undefeated pitcher, possibly. I see that too. Um, What's the ERA record? In, well, like ever? Single season. Isn't like 1.98 or something? 1.6. No, Kershaw had like 1.6. I think yeah. Kershaw had like 1.4. Kershaw might have it. Let's see. Attention, teachers and students. Clayton Kershaw, <clears throat> 1.77, 1.69, 1. 1. 1.69 is Kershaw's. But that was only in 21 games. Is it in yellow? Is that highlighted in yellow? No, it is not. So I'm going to – let's see here. Let's have a look here. I have those splits here by season. Pedro has the single greatest season of all time for a pitcher, according to Fangraphs and according to me. But the lowest ERA in the history of baseball in a single season. I'm looking at it. It's so ridiculous. You have it already? Tim Keefe. What? Tim Keefe in 1880, 0.857. Oh, that's ridiculous. Bob Gibson in 1968, 1.123. Let's say, let's say post-1920 because of the RBI. So it's Bob Gibson, 1.12. Can you imagine somebody pitching 34 starts, 304 innings, and they have a 1.12 ERA? Is that the best single season ever for a pitcher? He was 32 that year. Crazy, man. He made... The next pitcher post-1920 with the shit. lowest ERA is... Damn, nobody comes near that for a while. I think that says a lot about Kershaw's 1.6. It's impressive. Like, wow. Yeah, I'm trying to find a post-1920. Post-1920, I got 1994 Greg Maddox, 1.56 ERA. And then he did it in 95, 1.631. Crazy. Greg Maddox. Shout out to the Mad Max. Mad Max Grabelski. <laughs> you know where that's from? No. Oh, man. Bushwhacked? I don't watch that. Oh, yeah. Okay. His name was Mad Max Robelski. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zach Grinke, 1.657, 2015. Dean Chance. Will we see a sub-2 ERA? Yes. I think, we will, see, ERA. I think we will see a sub-2 ERA. Do you think so? Yeah. Might be Walker Bueller, Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom, 1.7, 2018. Damn. What a beast. What man. a stud. Kill the win. Get that money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's another stat? Saves. We, we see a, a closer save. Every opportunity. <laughs> 60, you know, imagine. No. Well, uh, it wouldn't be a save opportunity. But th- didn't uh, Zach Britton do that in 2015? He, went, he, he, he saved like 60. Uh, yeah. He saved every opportunity. No, I don't think he saved every I don't think he blew any saves. Mm. I'm going to check it right now, man. Uh, found a way to talk about the Yankees one last time, huh? Just one last time before we go, man. One last time, man. <laughs> you got to get that Yankee fixing. In 2016, he appeared in 69 games, saved 47. Is there a blown save stat on baseball yeah. reference? Yes. It's called BS. I don't see it, man. I got you. <laughs> I don't I don't see this stat, man. Saves. 47. Um... Save opportunity, Zach Britton. You know who has it? Fangraphs, guys. I like Fangraphs. Yeah, wow. 
He converted 55 straight. Wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. So maybe from he carried on from one season to the next. That's probably what it was. I think he has a record. Um, so, yeah, in, in 2015, 47 saves, none blown. No blown saves. Wow. Will there be another? Non-blown saver. Non-blown saver. Yes. This season. I I can see it. Who would, Who's it going to be? Can, it's Canley Jansen. Nah. Or Rodgers Chapman. Nah. I'm going to go. Who's the closer for the Astros? Um, They have uh, Urquidis, maybe? Hmm. Is that? Wasn't He's that a starter. starter? He a started starter? last year. I don't. I, I'm not gonna pretend like I know who, yeah, man. who their closer is. I'm not even gonna go down that path. I'll tell you who could who could have a bounce back season. Who? Edwin Diaz. Mm. Can he do it? Nah. Nah. Here's a question: Are the Cincinnati Reds the best team in the NL Central? They added Nicholas Castellanos. They have. Bounce back this year in a contract season. Talked a lot of shit. Maybe he wants to back up his words. You have Joey Votto, possibly his final season, or approaching retirement at least. Um, Eugenio Suarez, beast mode. You have Luis Castillo, who had a decent season last year. They have a pretty good squad, I don't know man. why I'm feeling the Cardinals, man. You're feeling the cards? Yeah. I don't know. I have a feeling the Reds. I, You know, uh, Jack Flaherty, man. Yeah, he's a beast. That guy's going to be a beast this year. Um. Yeah, I I don't know how to answer that question. I'm not well versed in the languages of mm. the Central National. You got Mike Mustakas went to the Reds as well. Mike Mustakas? Yeah, who I didn't have a lot of faith in. Yeah, I talked I a lot of shit about. And I I've, remember I, he's turned me around, man. I I, have I wouldn't say him. you talk shit. I would just say that you read you read his stat sheet and made formed an opinion, and it was a well thought out opinion and i think that he's improved upon this things that that i was criticizing him about and not because i'm because him and i have a direct line i talked to him okay and he said manny you're right uh i need to take more walks and therefore he has improved his on base percentage nice in his last three seasons you're like you're like george costanza in that one Mm -hmm. yep three four three fourteen three fifteen and last year three twenty nine was his on base percentage before that he was averaging a 303 on base. The guy swung. He was he just swung at everything. Huh. He didn't strike out much, though. So he made contact, but he swung at everything. But okay. there's such a thing as swinging at a bad pitch and making bad contact. And I think that's, what, that's, that's kind of what the argument about the launch angle revolution is about, is when we talked to that guy, Doug Latta, one of our first episodes, I think it was, for the Welcome to the Show podcast, he said it's not about free wheel, freewheeling, just like go crazy, try to hit a home run every single time. It's improving your swing and choosing what pitch you're gonna you're gonna never changing your swing, by the way, and not like shortening your swing to make contact or anything like that. And choosing what pitches you're gonna hit wisely. Like swing at good pitches, don't swing at bad pitches. You know what I mean? Like if I'm looking for and that's something Manny Ramirez is good at, apparently. He would go up and say, I'm chasing curveball. And if he didn't see the curveball, he wasn't gonna swing the bat. You know what I mean? And, guys, I have no experience. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. 
He does. It's just crazy how often you bring up Long Jangle, man. You just love sabermetrics. It's not, it's not even. Love, you know what it is? Like, I hate, I'm kidding about that. I hate. I hate. <laughs> and I'm gonna mention a little political thing here. Oh man. Like Democrats, like Democrats have like are the worst at branding things, like defund the police, defund the police, right? Like that immediately. First off, it immediately makes people assume shut down the police like yeah we want no police and that's not at all what the defund the, the police movement is yeah i'm not going to talk about whether i agree with it or not but that's a terrible name for for a movement um it should be like restructure the police it just i, I think, don't know i think the democrats are good at somehow dividing people on things that we can all agree on i think i think that we yeah like they're they Maybe they do it unintentionally. I would like to think they're grown they're grown people just like you and I. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you're right, the way they brand things. They can't branch it at it's all. It's like we can't agree on simple shit. Whereas you have the Republicans are we're gonna attack Iraq unjustifiably. We have no evidence. <laughs> Operation Iraqi Freedom. Like how are you gonna turn against Operation Iraqi Freedom? I do not stand for the freedom of Iraqis. No, no, nobody's going to say that. Like, yeah. that's perfect branding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing with baseball. The launch angle implies I'm always upper, uppercutting. I'm always swinging for the fences. But you have someone like Christian Yelich, for example, who doesn't have an extreme launch angle. His swing is pretty even, but it's there's a slight increase to it. Like, it just proves the point that nobody swings down. Everybody swings up. And to make good contact, you kind of have to have an up upward swing but i thought christian yelich was one of the few players who averaged a lower exit velocity his his exit velocity is pretty even not his exit velocity his launch, launch angle. angle sorry yeah i thought i thought christian yelich was one of the players one of the few players whose whose launch angle went down his mvp season i'm gonna take a look here you're probably right yeah because i, I remember thinking it was just like an odd i know i wrote something about him and, yeah. and not yeah not being like the poster board for for the launch angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just burped. And I know Fangraphs has th those type of stats. Oh no, Statcast. Stat uh, baseballsavant.com. Baseballsavant. No, baseballsavant.mlb.com. And I hate their search the way you're supposed to search for players. Is I can't get on that website. There must be some fishy stuff going on there. Yeah, it's porn. Um, his launch angle. Just kidding, by the way. There's no porn. <laughs> no, it's gone up every single season. And last year, his launch angle was the highest it's ever been. But it's only 11.2%. Which so is not considered that it's, sweet spot. No. Yeah. Not, it's almost near the sweet spot. Yeah. He probably has the most perfect swing in baseball. Yeah. Um, but you can look at someone. And even someone like like Aaron Judge. People call him a launch angle guy. He, he doesn't have an extreme uppercut swing either. He just hits the ball extremely hard. He just hits it really hard. And, yeah. that, and that's the key to breaking shifts. It's hitting it hard. I don't remember how we got to Aaron Judge. <laughs> Aaron Judge, eleven point four launch angle, exactly the same as wow. Christian Yelich. Can you see year. a list of launch angle? Like, can you see like a graphical representation of like where most of the league is hovering over? I can probably see a like a stat sheet, like sorted. Yeah. Um, average launch angle. Real quick, I don't know how we got to Reese, Ho Reese Hoskins and Joey Gallo have the most launch uh launch and joey gallo's perfected hitting home runs almost he's the poster boy yeah the person with the lowest launch angle is eric hosmer negative 1.2 
And he's been regressing. He's been regressing. I want to just throw this out there. I'm super excited to see Fernando Tatis Jr. Me too. And Vlad Jr. And Bo Bichette. Mm-hmm. Walker Bueller. Super excited. Ronald Acuna. Usher in the new age. Juan Soto. Juan Soto, man. Love that guy. What a stud. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I remember wanting to kind of end the podcast and somehow we... Wait, what What? And what did you want to end the podcast on? I was like, this is the last thing I want to talk to you about. And then I forgot. I think it was Albert Pujols's... Was that the last one? No, I think there was something else after that. Well, we talked about about like five different things after <laughs> that. But I think that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. But okay. I'm not saying we have to end it there. I'm just okay. saying, I don't know how we got to the launch angle. I don't remember what led to us... Mm talking on launch angle especially you came pretty aggressive you kind of were coming out with like i know damn and i don't know, know why and i don't even think i was like debating anything with <laughs> was it the home runs well we established that i think there will be a 25 i was talking about how baseball's bad at branding things yeah but that came there was a little sprinkle of a democrat in there. and then i was trying to connect that to how democrats are bad at branding things too but but i don't know why they're connected just that they're bad at branding things like i'm looking through my tabs here and all I see is like single season ERA leaders. <laughs> oh, I said Cincinnati Reds. Oh, oh the, and Mike Mustakas. Mike, Mike Mustakas. Mike yeah, yeah, you were gloating about. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got to launch <laughs> angle with Mike Mustakas because I think we were talking about how he improved. He His, did what everybody. Oh, 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 I was talking about like, th- like there's something to say for people who select good pitches to swing at. Them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. why I think strikeouts don't matter because a batter might be saying to himself. I'd rather take this out because if I swing at that pitch, I'm probably going to yield either a worse result, double play, or I'm just going to make an out. But but there's something to be said about moving the runner over yeah. and all that stuff. I understand that. But I think I would rather have a guy like Aaron Judge be selective about the pitches that, he, that he's swinging at and do as much damage as possible yeah. than him shortening his swing and changing what he does. Now, okay, so I'm, I'm trying to but, get into... But then again, there's guys like Labor Torres who can hit home runs, and he does shorten his swing, and he does change his batting stance mid-at-bat. Yeah. And he's successful at that, so he should continue doing that. And I almost feel... Okay, so I'm glad you brought that back up because that I was thinking about this before with the whole being selective with your pitch and not changing the swing and putting the same swing on an 3-0 pitch as 2-2. Two and two and yeah. That's like the philosophy of this new age launch angle, whatever. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not associating with that with, like, popping up and not giving a damn about buns or whatever, whatever. Um, and I think, like, there's, like, a window of, like, being selective on a pitch and being like Aaron Judge. Yeah. Where he's not only selective, but he works a lot of walks. He goes deep into counts. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, even though he strikes out at a high rate, he still sees the most pitches, you know, efficient. Which all impacts the pitcher. But negatively. I think that small window... It's like chipping away at a pitcher instead of just attacking immediately. Yeah, but I think for a guy like Joey Gallo, for these people who do follow that philosophy, that they're looking, they're being selective with their pitches, mm-hmm. I almost feel like if MLB pitchers wanted to, they could dominate these guys. They could. Because guys like Joey Gallo cannot lay off of certain pitches. But then you then you have guys like Aaron Judge who couldn't lay off of that outside slider and now he's figured out how to. Aaron, yeah, Aaron Judge, I'm saying there's like that small window of players who can master this this technique and it's not it's not the only way you can hit. You said like you can change yeah. up your batting stance. You can be someone who isn't selective who goes up there and says, "I'm just looking for something good at all." Like Vladimir. Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah. I think Juan Soto is like a good mm-hmm. uh slugger in that sense, yeah. right? And I think those are the guys that I'm going to lean with always because 
you're facing a guy that's you could be facing guys like Clayton Kershaw. Well, who, yeah, and who and, will not give you that pitch. Yeah, and and you also when it counts, you don't. Sometimes you don't have tomorrow to rely on to wait for exactly. that good pitch. You or you or the moment is here and now. You need to yeah. come up. You need to put this ball in play. And I think that's kind of what's haunted the Yankees over the last few years is that they're what works in a 162 game season. Um, scoring a lot of runs equals more wins might not work in in the postseason. You can have a team score more runs in the postseason and lose the series. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But that's why I think Labor Toys, I think you're right. You said this earlier when we were on topic number one of 1,000, <laughs> that Labor Toys is the, ga- the game changer for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I, like X Factor is what I would say. I think he's he's so versatile that you're right. Just like Justin Turner feels like an X Factor. Yeah. Because we know Mookie's going to do Mookie. Yeah. And all that stuff. I think Aaron Judge will, will be good. I think guys like Hicks will, will do good and, and DJ LeMahieu. But, like, Labor Torres, man. Like, the guy's 23. Yeah. Like. How about this? Last topic for real. For real, for real. Who benefits the most from a shortened season? Um, and who benefits the least? Who benefits? Actually, the, forget it. Who benefits the least? Forget that. Just who benefits the most. Who benefits the most from a shortened season? Yeah. Uh wow, it's got to be the. I I don't want to say like the teams that are favored. Yeah, because they're they were going anyways. Mm-hmm. I want to say a team that doesn't have deep pitching depth. I'm gonna say the Phillies. The Phillies. I'm gonna say the Phillies benefit from this shortened season. Yes. And there's no extended playoffs, right? No. Damn, they would have benefited from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something the players lost out on. Yeah, who do you think um, benefits? I think the Yankees benefited from the shutdown. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because now they're getting back Paxton. They're getting yeah. back Hicks. Closer to Judge. Probably closer to Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. So the Yankees benefit in that regard. Um, but I think the Yankees were expected to make it. I think you're right. I think it might be the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Phillies do damage. Yeah. And in the in the central, maybe the Cubs could benefit too from a shortened season because they they didn't sign anyone new, and they're going up a team in the Reds who's improved, but they're you're getting there's something to say about getting acclimated to playing in a new team. Although there's never there's not going to be any fans or anything like that. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Let's go Phillies. Let's go Phillies here. I'm going to go Philly. All right. Well, guys, I think I'm going to just. I don't know what the hell we talked about. Sign off. I have a Twitter account, and it goes by. Hova Mojo. At Hova Mojo. That's how we usually start the show. That's how we're ending the show today. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me if you've stuck around this long. Uh, If you're like me who has a three-hour drive back to. Two and a half. Two and a half. If you play your cards right, man, 215. If I hit, if I don't hit one red light, and I have a two and a half hour drive to my to place I call home, if you're willing to, podcast. if you're willing to pay twenty dollars on the New Jersey Turnpike and the Pennsylvania Turnpike, are you serious? Yeah, you can get home in two hours and fifteen minutes. Twenty dollars. Nope. That's how much tolls, man. Setting that, I'm setting that GPS to no tolls. You're gonna go seventy-eight. So it depends. I'm fine with that. Depends. You can still do two fifteen. I'm cheap, man. I don't want to get. I don't want to give. 
<laughs> the New Jersey Turnpike $20. $20, huh? All right. <laughs> you got all the rest stops and nope. everything. You can get yourself a nice cup of coffee. Roy Rogers or Roy Rogers Burger. If I have one of those, a Roy Rogers Burger. They're pretty good. Of course, yeah. I've had some Roy Rogers. They're decent. I all right. Say, all right. <laughs> That's Manny Go 3 yeah. on Manny Twitter. Go 3 at Twitter and Blowing Instagram. Up. Follow the show at WT The Show on Twitter and Instagram. Call to the pen writer. That, that's me. Honestly, you've been putting out a lot of good content lately. Thank you, man. You, it, doesn't, it doesn't go unappreciated. Let's I'll talk a little you. bit more about me now. So, <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, right. yeah. Peace. Peace out.